Welcome to the Far Side of Leadership podcast, where you can have fun, and if you're lucky, learn something about leadership. And now, Terry Farr, your host. Welcome to the Far Side of Leadership. In this episode, we're going to talk about if you can't control it, don't worry about it. Now, I'm sure in some previous episodes, I have talked about some of the stuff that I'm going to talk about today. Maybe I repeat myself. Well, ain't no maybe to it. I do repeat myself. But if you think about it, you probably repeat yourself too. In other words, if you believe in certain things, you probably share those certain things maybe over and over and over. But it's like I tell people, hey, when I tell you the same story over and over, the story doesn't change, therefore you know I'm not lying to you. But I want to talk to you and and maybe get into a little bit more detail than maybe I should, but we'll see how it goes. And if I get in too much detail, you'll never know because I won't put this out. But I just want you to know, Sometimes, if we're not careful, we worry. And I know I've talked about this. We're not supposed to worry. In the good book, it talks about not worrying. Now, I use a different word instead of worry because I would like to think I don't worry. I might be concerned about something. But I truly believe there's a difference in worrying and being concerned. But I heard from a United Methodist preacher decades ago up in Jackson, Mississippi, say this, and it stuck with me, well, ever since I heard it. And that is, if you can't control it, don't worry about it. Now, the flip side of that is... If there is something in your life, for example, that is out of whack, let's just say your finances are out of whack, okay? Maybe you're spending more than you should. Maybe your income's not enough, but your finances are not good. You're you're basically, what I would say, you're in trouble. You know that if something doesn't, doesn't change, Something will change. Well, instead of going around murmuring and worrying, why don't you figure out what changes you can make? So in that case, you probably can control it, so there's absolutely no reason to worry about that. If you're Health is not where it needs to be. Is there something that you can do about it? Maybe you can eat better. Maybe you can can quit smoking, dipping, chewing, whatever it is that you might be doing. It's not good for your health. Well, so like if if you're smoking, you know, are you going to worry that you might one day get cancer from smoking? Well, they put warnings (laughs) On all the tobacco products, I do believe. So maybe instead of worrying about whether you're going to get it, maybe you just ought to 
give it up. I can remember, this just came to me as I'm thinking about it. I can remember decades ago that I used to have a uh, radar detector. You, you young people may not know what that is, but a radar detector. I had it on my dashboard. And I remember my father-in-law, when he was living, saying something about, did I need that? I don't remember the exact words, but did I really need that radar detector? In other words, he was saying, are you really, are you speeding? If you weren't speeding, you wouldn't need that radar detector. And I used to pray, quite honestly, because I did drive a little faster, not real fast, but a little faster than I should. And I used to, I used to go up and down the highways praying I wouldn't get a ticket. And I said, I bet God isn't real excited over this prayer. So I just, I said, well, I don't need to say that prayer. I just need to back it down to the speed limit. So I'm a whole lot better about driving the speed limit now. So there's things that we can control that we just don't have to go around worrying about stuff. Anxiety now is is higher amongst people than I've ever seen. I, you know, I used to not know or understand when people started talking about mental health. I, I know what that means now. I see people, I see people that have mental health issues. Now, I don't know how to correct that, but so I'm not going to get into that. But I'm going. I'm just going to tell you a couple of quick stories about me not worrying. In nineteen, uh, nineteen, jeez, in 2019, I don't remember what month it was. I went to my primary doctor, and while I was there. I showed her the right side of my throat, and I said, it seems to be a little swollen compared to my left side. And she looked and said, well, it's probably just swollen glands, but we'll, we'll watch it next visit. We'll take a look. Well, I go to the doctor quite, quite a bit, and uh, so I went back to see her. I don't know. It could have been three months later. I don't remember. And I told her, I said, you know, these swollen glands don't seem to be going down. I know my body pretty good, not as good as my wife knows hers. But she said, yeah, well, maybe we better do a, I think it was a CT scan. This was December 2019 now. So I go have a CT scan. And I could have told this story before. And if you know me real well, you've probably heard me tell the story. But I went to have the CT scan done. Oh, a day or two later, I get a telephone call from my primary doctor's office saying that I needed to go see an ENT, that there was something there. I said, okay. And I don't remember. I think I maybe saw the scan in the portal or whatever. I don't remember. So I go see my ENT, and I sit down, and he says, do you smoke? And I went, no, used to quit 1979, so I don't think it counts anymore. Yeah, he's looking at my scan, and uh, he said, well, jump up on that table. I jumped up on the table, and I hadn't been in his office 
five minutes. And he says, I'm pretty confident you have tongue cancer. Folks, I about fell off that table when he said that. I mean, I just didn't, never dreamed anything like this. Anyway, he says, so while you're here, let's go ahead and do a biopsy. I said, okay. So we do a biopsy. Then, uh, that was December 31st, 2019. A few days later, I'm getting a call saying, yes, you have tongue cancer. You need to go see a, um oncologist and radiologist. So I went to see the oncologist. Didn't have one of those. Didn't have a uh, radiologist. But anyway, so go see the oncologist. Uh, There's two different people. Go see the oncologist, young guy, super nice guy. If you need an oncologist, let me know. I'll make a recommendation to you. So he looks at me, super nice guy. I mean, calm, calm fellow. But let me back up. So these days are going by pretty quick in between the CT, the the ENT, and, and, and then I'm being told you have tongue cancer. Well, I'm going to be honest with you. When, I, when, when it was, yes, you have tongue cancer, stuff went through my head, and it was like, man, the devil was trying to get into my head, and I quickly had to shut him down. And I, and I just quit worrying. But I went to see the oncologist, and he says, we'll probably do seven rounds of chemo, and they'll probably do 35 rounds of radiation. And it's an 80% cure rate. He said, now, did you hear what I said? Oh, yeah, I heard 80% cure rate. And I said, I'm in. And he said, you probably won't even lose your hair. I said, I don't <laughs> I don't care for losing my hair. I just want to live. So then I go downstairs to see the radiologist. Super nice again. They're both explaining everything. And pretty good. Of course, Pam's there. And guys, always take your wife with you. They listen. We don't. But anyway, so we went downstairs to see her. She starts mentioning that I'm going to lose my taste buds because I'm going to have this radi- uh, radiation on my throat. I didn't think much about it, and she said, you know, basically forewarning me I'm going to lose weight and then starts forewarning me that I'm going to have a feeding tube. Well, I'm working. I'm working full time. I, <laughs> I really don't have time for all this, you know what I mean? But uh, I knew I didn't have time for a feeding tube and and all the dealings with that. So I looked at her straight in the eye and I said, I ain't going to get no feeding tube. And uh, a little bit later on in the conversation, she mentioned feeding tube again. I said, I, I'm not going to get a feeding tube. And I'm sure she wanted to pat me on the head and whatever. But I went home and with the help of nutritionist and Pam being on me, I gained a bunch of weight for me. And yes, I lost more weight than I gained, but I never got on that feeding tube. Well, that was 2020. Go through all of that. They confirm, hey, I don't have cancer. Go through screens, 
CT scans, scans, whatever scans, every so often scan, scan this and that just to make sure there's no signs of cancer whatsoever. Don't have any. Then, um, because again, once you get to be my age, you have a bunch of doctors. Then I go see my urologist one day, and and he uh, is not really liking my PSA, the way it fluctuates. And and then so we do the PSA test, and he says, well, if it doesn't move a whole lot, we'll see you in six months. Well, I got the report before he called. The report said, hi that my PSA was high. And I'm going, ah, because he'd been talking for years about maybe doing a biopsy, and I didn't want to do that because my understanding was it might be painful. Anyway, I'm sitting at another doctor's office one day, and my urologist office calls, and I'm going, ah, I know what this is. So it was the lady's scheduling appointments, and she said Dr. Seacrest wants to, oops, I maybe shouldn't have given his name. But my urologist wanted to do a biopsy. And I said, well, that really wasn't my prayer. She didn't know what to say to that. I said, but I do what all my doctors say. So, hey, we'll do that. So we scheduled the biopsy real quick. And, you know, my thoughts were this. Be honest with you, totally honest with you. I said, I'm going to win because... I really, truly believe I don't have prostate cancer. So hopefully we're going to prove I don't. But if I do, I'm going to be glad I got this biopsy. So I felt like regardless, I'm going to be glad I got this biopsy. Well, then they tell me I was going to get anesthesia, and I'm going, oh, good. I'll be put under. So sure enough, the biopsy was nothing compared to what I thought it was going to be. It's about like getting a colonoscopy. You know, I'm I'm put under. I mean, it was it was really sort of funny. She said, you know, I'm gonna do this. You'll feel this juice go in you, I guess, and it'd be quick. You'll be out next thing you know. When you wake up, we'll be through. And I'm going, whoa. So sure enough, I mean, I knocked out next. When I woke up, we're through. I'm going, man. There was a little bit of discomfort. Okay. So the way things work now, you get these results before your doctor's appointments. And I'm thinking, do I want to read the report when I get it, or do I want to wait for the doctor? Well, I got the report yesterday, and I'm here to tell you, I got a doctor's appointment next week, but I know what he's going to tell me. He's going to confirm that I don't have prostate cancer because it said negative. And then I think they did like six biopsies, six tissue areas, and it all said benign, 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 benign. But, you know, I never did worry about that. And if it had said something different, I I wouldn't have worried about it. So maybe I shouldn't have got into all that detail, but I'm just telling you, life is short. I plan on being long. I plan on being here a lot longer, and that's why maybe there's a tip here, guys. If you're a guy and you don't go to the doctor on a regular basis, shame on you. Shame on you. You need to go have annual checkups at least, and as you get older, 
you'll find you got more doctors and you know what to do with. But take care of your health. That way you don't have to worry about it. And then again, if you're taking care of your health, if something pops up, you can take care of it. Take care of it quickly and move on. So please, don't worry. Don't worry about things at all. If you can't control it, don't worry about it. If there are things that you can control, then control it. Come up with a plan, work the plan, and don't worry about it. Make it a great day. Thanks for listening to the Far Side of Leadership podcast. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Don't miss another episode. Subscribe today. Feel free to share with anyone you think may enjoy the podcast. For more information, visit terryfar.com.